NPTE StudyCast. Welcome to NPTE StudyCast. I'm Jimmy McKay, and this is Bridget Ripa. Bridget, welcome back to the show. Thank you. TKA, total knee arthroplasty. I got that right, right? You got it right. All right, we're going to look specifically at the acute management of an individual who just had a knee replacement. Describing it briefly, I'm going to guess something in the knee was replaced. You are so smart, Jimmy. Yes, sometimes you'll see this written as a total knee arthroplasty, like you said. Sometimes you'll see it designated as TKR. The R would be for replacement. Typically, this is an elective procedure that somebody undergoes when they've suffered from chronic knee pain and or disability for any period of time. Usually the result of some sort of arthritis, whether that's osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, or some sort of arthritis that's a result of some sort of traumatic injury. I think it's important to know that TKAs can be total or partial, but nowadays most surgeons are moving away from the partial knee replacements because they don't have as good of outcomes as the the total knee replacement. Anatomy. What's involved in that knee joint, just as a refresher? If you think back to your anatomy of the knee joint, you've got your distal femur, the proximal tibia, and the patella. So the ends of the bones are covered with this articular cartilage, which enables the bones to move easier. The menisci are located between the femurs and the tibia, and those are those wedges that kind of act as shock absorbers um, and kind of cushion the joint. And then you know that all the ligaments hold the femur and tibia together and provide stability. So when we're talking about the process of a total knee arthroplasty, the damaged cartilage surfaces at the end of the femur and tibia are removed along with a little bit of bone. The cartilage and bone is replaced with metal components that recreate the surface of the joint. Sometimes the undersurface of the patella or the kneecap is cut and resurface with um, some plastic. So some surgeons do that and some don't, depending on the case. But that's basically the nutshell process of how the knee is replaced. Special tests. Prove it. I don't, I don't think we need to prove or disprove. Someone knows when they've, in fact, had their knee replaced. But some things are, are taken a look at after the, uh, the surgery. Right. Typically, x-rays are taken before the surgery to determine the extent of existing damage in the knee joint. Occasionally, people have MRIs done just to determine the condition of the bone and the soft tissue around the knee. And then also the medical history and, and physical exam are important as well. Differential diagnosis. Same goes for differential diagnosis, which we usually cover at this point in the show. No real differential diagnosis when someone had an elective surgery that they know about. So I think we can kind of just blow past that, right? Yeah, you would hope that that they know that they've had a, a total knee replacement. But if you're not sure between a total knee replacement and just any other knee surgery, the TKAs are usually pretty notable due to that really, really large vertical scar along the anterior aspect of the leg. Treatment examples. Treatment examples, because this is where the bread and butter is for uh, for PTs working with individuals post-TKA or on the NPTE. So where do we go with this acutely? Acutely, we're concerned about any possible complications that you would think of. So infection, DVTs, pneumonia, things like that. So in the hospital, it's really important that you're checking the skin around the incision site and ensuring that it's clean and dry and doesn't look red or infected. So then from a standpoint of managing these patients to decrease the risk of pneumonia and DVT, that's where us as PTs come in for early mobilization. So most of these patients are being seen post-op day zero, meaning that they're getting up and working with a PT on the same day that they've had surgery. You'll see, depending on the setting that you're in, that some surgeons will order the use of a CPM, which is that continuous passive motion machine. And those are used early in recovery to help gain range of motion. The evidence is kind of all over the place with how well they work. Some of our goals as PTs, gaining range of motion, both flexion and extension is important, as well as strengthening all the muscles around the knee. 
I feel like when you can address knee range of motion with a functional activity, you can get the biggest bang for your buck. So an example would be practicing increased knee flexion with a sit to stand. A lot of these patients will try and stand up without bending their knees because it hurts, but ultimately they need to be able to get that range of motion back. So practicing sit to stands with more knee flexion prior to standing is, is a great activity. You also want to keep an eye on scar tissue and manage that with scar tissue massage as soon as the incision has completely healed, is closed, and any staples or stitches are removed. Finally, these are patients that a lot of times their BP will drop out and they'll become orthostatic. Keep an eye on them when you're first getting them up for the first time. You know, they've been in surgery, they've lost some blood, so keep an eye out for that. What to know for the test. Finally, we wrap up with how this could uh, be presented. What, what are they going to focus on for that NPTE? So this is definitely a diagnosis that you will see across settings. So you'll see these people in hospitals, you'll see them in outpatient clinics, you'll see them in skilled nursing facilities, home health. So I think you could get a pretty broad range of questions asked. I do feel like there might be a focus on linking functional goals, norms with range of motion. So something about how much knee flexion would be required for stair negotiation, which usually we say that 90 degrees of knee flexion is necessary to negotiate stairs without any compensations, or even just knowing the signs and symptoms about common post-op complications would be good to know. So, so kind of what we talked about before about DVT, pneumonia, infections, things like that. That's your TKA for the NPTE with Bridget Ripa. Thanks. Great. NPTE Study Cast. Brewed by the PT Pinecast.